0: Welcome to Coastal Currents with Aaron Reed, your journey into discovering the amazing people and wonderful happenings in and around the Capelet region. Since her days as Powell River's first youth ambassador in 1994, Aaron has continuously been involved in our community. Her love of the Capelet region and her understanding of the importance of connecting to the people living around you inspired this podcast. Coastal Currents is a no-holds-barred look at what's happening in our neighborhoods. But more importantly, it's about the people who live, work, and play here. Insightful interviews, frank conversations, and often hilarious discussions of issues, ideas, and people that matter to you. This is Coastal Currents. Here's Aaron.
1: Welcome to Coastal Currents. I'm your host, Aaron Reed. On today's episode, I'd like to introduce you to Dylan Johnson. Dylan was born and bred here in Klohoman Territory and moved back home with his young family in 2019 after attending university and building a career in Vancouver. He is an MBA graduate from UWO and has a Bachelor of Commerce from the University of Victoria. Dylan also holds the Certified Aboriginal Financial Manager, or CAFM designation, from AFOA Canada. He also serves as the Vice Chair of the First Nations Financial Management Board. Dylan is passionate about First Nations reclaiming their governance and well-being within their homelands. He has been providing community, economic, and financial planning advice to First Nations communities for 15 years as a consultant. Dylan has concurrently been an elected leader for the Clahoman Nation, where he is serving his fourth term as a member of the Executive Council. He proudly carries a Clahoman name, Tokwanon, which is a former village site in Clahoman Territory, also known as Theodosia. Welcome, Dylan. Today on the podcast, we have Dylan Johnson. Welcome, Dylan. Thank you. Thank you for coming. And I'm going to take a shot at your traditional oh, name. Oh, cool. And I'm probably going to screw it up, but I'm going to try. So, it's mm-hmm.
2: That's Yeah, that's really good. Is that that's right? Tokwanon.
1: Tokwanan. Okay. Yeah. It means?
2: So, it's the place name for uh, what's now known as Theodosia Inlet, or okay. the river and so forth. There was a village site there. Okay. My grandmother, Elsie, grew up there. A big part of her childhood was there, and it was a place of importance to her and so forth. So, she blessed me with that, uh, with that name, with the blessing of the elders of, at that time. So, that's it means cool. a lot, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and my daughter, Remy, she has the name Totkwanan, which means little Theodosia.
1: Oh, no kidding, so that's
2: really? Cute. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Well, that's cute, yeah.
1: Aw, well, that's cute, which I love about the culture yeah. is that people get named after places as opposed to places after people you were okay with starting with a quick game of this or that were you i'm down let's see (laughs) see what we get see what we got how about cereal or toast toast cardio or weights
2: weights
1: (laughs) (laughs) night or day day salad or sandwich
2: Ooh, sandwich yeah
1: train or airplane
2: i think airplane just get there faster
1: have you been on a train? Oh, yeah. Yeah? I'll I see, like, I haven't.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, trains are good for, I don't know, you usually have a bit more space, and you obviously feel a bit more safe right. on the rails, but it just takes longer, right? Fair enough. Mm-hmm.
1: A Netflix or cinema? Cinema. Which is funny. Who calls it cinema? Right?
2: Theaters? <laughs> Except, you know, you mean the Patricia, like those new ones? Yeah. Uh, no no respect, disrespect to the Patricia, I mean... Old school. It's pretty cool, but uh, those new theaters, they...
1: they're pretty wicked oh yeah yeah comfy football or basketball
2: i like football yeah
1: and i i actually already know the answer to this because of your email address but i'm gonna ask anyway pc or mac
2: mac all the way (laughs) apple
1: facebook or twitter Mm, twitter apples or oranges apples ice cream or cake
2: ice cream yeah
1: (laughs) or cake and ice cream. (laughs) yeah exactly both i noticed the
2: last guy you had on was uh he was making up all the rules. He's yeah, right? I like that. <laughs> I'm not so creative.
1: Truth or dare?
2: Oof. Dare? Dare? Yeah.
1: Kanye or Jay-Z? Oh,
2: man. <laughs> I like Kanye's beats, but he's just gone so crazy lately. And the music is not as good as it used to be. So mm. I'm going to go with Jay-Z. Okay. Yeah.
1: Fair enough. And finally, camping or glamping?
2: glamping yeah i just came back from glamping and yeah that's the way to do it i'm not so good in tents and stuff like that you're a glamping kind of guy
1: gotta have a trailer kind of thing
2: yep yeah i like yeah i I can get by and yeah some you know i don't know i just don't like climbing in and out of a tent and having to you know mess with the shoes and the zippers and all that like yeah
1: yeah i'm with you i like having everything in the trailer you throw in the food and the cooler with the beer because that's important Mm -hmm. and away you go yeah right totally let's talk about you okay other people i say you're a Powell river person mm. i'm not going to say that
2: i appreciate that
1: because that's different
2: mm-hmm.
1: you're a klahomen person
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm a local local boy klamin and uh yeah my dad's from what is i guess the briefly known as now known <laughs> as <laughs> Powell River, yeah but yeah so got uh got both sides going
1: did you grow up in town or did you grow up out on what at the time would have been reserve
2: yeah i grew up out on the res back uh for the most part okay and then my parents split i was about eight when my dad moved to wildwood and then we were splitting time you know four days with my mom and slamming and three days with my dad hmm. uh, and we did that for quite a, like i think until pretty well till the end of high school so really it was just like yeah and then with my on my my dad moved, went from wildwood to Townsite, then back to wildwood so always kind of the northern end of town, I guess. But, yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: My dad my dad's side of the family were the Lewis Dairy Farm, so they're Wildwood yeah. for a long time. Where my first home was was Wildwood when I was born. I like um, Wildwood. Yeah. It's it's, cool it's a ride. good little community, mm-hmm. right?
2: hmm Yeah. Yeah, I spend lots of time like, you know, riding the bike down to the corner store. Remember there was a store down Lois in Sutherland down yeah. there. Yeah. So and, you know, I like I like Wildwood a lot. Slime was a good place to grow up too. So close to uh, cousins and friends and stuff. Even though that, that back then there was like, you know, dirt roads and yeah. potholes and all that stuff. But, you know, playing in the ditch and stuff, we didn't notice. Know anything better, but...
1: But those were good times, right? Sure. Like, I feel like, I don't know, now we've got potholes, but they're actually in the, <laughs> the asphalt.
2: Harder to, harder to have dealt with, yeah. <laughs>
1: totally. So I miss the dirt roads, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You could grade those. <laughs> totally. <laughs> to fix that up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Was was that difficult though like being split between between parents during that? See I, I never had that cuz my parents split when I was young as well but I was with my mom pretty much yeah. all the time so
2: Okay. Yeah, I um I guess it was. I mean when you're a kid you're so resilient. You don't really even It's think just about how it is. It. Yeah. It's like yeah. oh it's Tuesday, okay, we're at dad's and you know, catch the bus there and whatever. Yeah. So it's um Two yeah.
1: Christmases? Did you get the two Christmases Yeah,
2: Yeah, that, maybe that was, I think it's probably more of a challenge for the parents, right? Like having to juggle those things and, right. you know, the schedule. But, uh, yeah, two Christmases, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the upsides, yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then uh, my dad met somebody else who uh, we ended up moving in with, right? And he, she had two kids, so we've got two other sisters. So I've got okay. basically four sisters and myself and right in, the, right in the middle.
1: Wow. Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> So that was, uh, and, and for a while we were in a small house on, on Maypole. Okay. The site, and, uh, it was like a two bedroom place. Oh. So when we stayed with my dad and with, uh, uh, his, fa- uh, new kind of family there, yeah, it was like five kids in one room.
1: Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. hope you had bunk beds.
2: Yeah. There was two, two sets of bunk beds and then a cot and I was on the cot. And oh my gosh. Yeah. So, you drew the short straw because
1: you were the boy, right? <laughs>
2: exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But you know, like I said, when you're kids you don't you don't know any better. You just roll with it and yeah, it's good. How Lots it of is. fond memories, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Did you play sports and stuff?
2: I did. I was most active in soccer when I was young. That's the main sport out in slamming and yeah. kind of a rite of passage really to play that. Yeah, we had a kick ass team actually, back when we were young. Yeah. And uh we used to win all the tournaments. There's a Victoria like all native tournament and then there's one in Campbell River every year. Sweep those. We just had a stack team and uh, we had most of the kids are from slam and we picked up a couple from around. That's just what, how it goes. But yeah. Yeah. And the tradition is when you win a tournament is you do like a parade around through slam and like down each of the road, like honking the horn. Oh, After really? When you come off the ferry and you get home, it's like honk, honk, honk. And there's a big kind of convoy in a good way. Oh, <laughs> you know, that's cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> a good
2: convoy. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. And uh, people on their patio are like, yeah, like who won? No, the, kids, the boys won. Cool. So, yeah. Anyway, I was oh, a goalie. Oh, that's awesome. I was a goalie, and I, the team was so good, I really didn't have anything to do most of the time. <laughs> I'd, I'd win, like, best goalie or whatever, the tournament, and i maybe, like, stop two shots or something. Right? But I had no goals against. So it was like a, yeah.
1: Good goal. defenders, hey?
2: Totally, yeah. <laughs> and then I played soccer through high school and even into into men's a bit when I moved away. But I, I picked up volleyball and high school and I was I think I was a better a more of a natural at volleyball just because the height and
1: well you're a pretty short guys
2: so. <laughs> <laughs> can't teach height right so they just put me in the middle and you know block it if it goes over there over there and, and I picked it up I guess and so I played at that in university f- for a little while and then as a uh, out of school kind of in intramurals and mm, right so there's a community and I was part of the kind of volleyball community in, in vancouver and met a lot of friends and stuff so soccer volleyball were my main sports but i should have played basketball too
1: yeah your height would have been good but your listeners can't uh can't see can't you but see, yeah. there's like two inches clearance between dylan and the ceiling in my <laughs> yeah. basement here maybe maybe an inch i don't know <laughs>
2: <laughs> good thing you got pot lights here, <laughs> there
1: yeah. we go yeah he's a tall guy
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah cam miller tried his darndest to get me out playing basketball and i just i don't know i was had excuses at the time but i regret that because i actually like playing basketball watching basketball and stuff now yeah alas
1: do you play like recreationally at all now do you play basketball mm,
2: i don't i did for a while uh before i had kids my wife and i we used to have this uh in in vancouver there's this urban rec it's called it's like intramural sports okay you, and we had like this crew of friends that we'd sign up for soccer or, you know floor hockey basketball and multi-sport multi-sport was awesome mm. you play like so you get the same team and every week it's a new sport and um yeah, so it's like yeah, again, floor hockey, basketball, you know, dodgeball. What am I missing? I'm missing some obvious ones, but yeah, we won that a few times too, which was fun. Interesting. And my wife's like a really good athlete too, so we actually met when I was at a volleyball tournament. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I was out of school, and she was uh, she was still in school, but I was playing in I was living in Vancouver and playing in a tournament in uh, Victoria, and she was there. Somebody who was on my team, she was friends with from high school. And then it's like, oh, who's that? So I went and like, you know, just started talking to her or whatever, and that didn't go anywhere. But uh, <laughs> thank God for uh, Facebook, oh, and there you, uh, go. you know, then we kind of kept in touch a bit, and then then our paths crossed again, and yeah, voila. Actually, I think it's worth telling this story. Okay. Our um, our second date. So our first date would have been we had that meet cute, if you call it that, and then we we met up at the Olympics in 2010. Oh, okay. Right, which was an awesome time. Yeah so that was kind of like you know partying watching olympics and so it wasn't really a date but our first official date was i was finishing my uh MBA program out in london ontario and we were keeping in touch on facebook whatever and she was finishing up her uh undergrad at uh, uvic and so we're kind of at the same time may i was like okay well what are you what are you doing blah blah, blah. i'm like i've got to drive my car back from london ontario all the way back to vancouver why don't you come with and she was like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. And uh, she flew out. And we spent like the next month in my little Mazda 3 driving across the country. No way. Checking out cities. And, and uh, yeah, we didn't hate each other after that. So we thought, let's keep this going. Yeah. I was
1: going to say, that's a good way to find if you gel with somebody if you're stuck in a car for on a road trip. Because <laughs> <Totally. laughs> that would have really sucked if you didn't. <laughs> right.
2: She, 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 yeah, so she always tells a story. She had a code. Uh, with her mom, because uh, if things weren't going well, she'd need to like you know smart yeah. So yeah. her the code was because they had her mom had two dogs. One was really annoying Boston Terrier. The other was a really chill Boxer Mastiff cross. And one was Molly, which was a cool one rather. And the Jada was the annoying one. So their code was uh, her mom was going to ask Jess how's uh, or how's it going, and Jess was going to ask about like how's Jada or how's Molly. And if she said Jada, that meant things were going bad because. She was, you know, and then they would find a way to, or Jess's mom would book a flight <laughs> from yep. whatever city we were in. But it was all Molly. So it was, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. That's a good idea, though. More people right? should be cautious They're that really- way. And oh, totally. Yeah. 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 That's a good plan. And that's back in 2010. Things mm-hmm. are even more crazy now. So, yeah. That's good. I'm going to use that and tell my kid, listen, <laughs> here's a code. Yeah. Here's a code. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I like that. Actually, yeah. we came up with one now for if she, if she's out with people, because mm-hmm. you know, sometimes teens get, sometimes teens get themselves into sticky situations right. and they don't want to say, I want to come home or whatever. So, we'd come up with a code so she could just say it and I'd be like, you have to come home. Mm-hmm. Whatever's going on and we need you to come home. Like, right. I know you should be probably mad at me, whatever, but where are you? We're coming to get you. So. That's smart. Now I'm. Yeah. No, I'm letting the cat out of the bag, but it is a good idea to have with your teens, right? because then sure. they they get stuck in those situations and they don't want to say. so that way it's like mm-hmm. smart,
2: yeah, yeah, I've got two two daughters, so I am not quite there yet, but it's on my it comes you know it's on my mind quite a bit. So yeah, like, you know, it's a big concern of a parent.'s like, how do you do what you can to make sure your kids are safe and all that. Yeah and how old are yours? you've got?
1: My daughter is eighteen. She'll be nineteen mm-hmm. in the fall, and my son's sixteen. so right. Yeah, scary ages.
2: (laughs) I know, I'm not looking forward to that. take my time getting there.
1: Your girls are quite young, right?
2: Yeah, five and three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Long way. The cute age. Dad's a superhero right now. That's the fun time. Yeah. 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 Enjoy that. (laughs)
2: They're really into ABBA right now. Oh, really? Yeah, because uh, my wife and uh, her mom brought them to that production of ABBA. Or Mamma Mia, rather. Oh, my
1: daughter was in that. Oh, really? Oh, great.
2: Oh, man, they probably think she's a star. (laughs)
1: There we go. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Um,
2: But, so, they're always asking me to put on ABBA at home. And, I mean, I like ABBA, but sometimes it's, you know, (laughs) it gets on you. Yeah. It wears on you a bit.
1: Yeah. Um, Trust me. Almost a year of rehearsals, and and that's all she'd sing all the time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I get it. (laughs) They were dancing to that uh, before I came here, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's really funny. Aw. cute.
1: You just said briefly that mm-hmm. you went to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Was that right after high school?
2: No, after high school, I went to um, UVic uh, okay. in Victoria. One of my best buddies, Kelsey, uh, we grew up in the same grade and everything. And actually, uh, we were kind of limited as to what universities we could go to because of uh, the language requirement. We took CLAWM language from grade three to grade 11, but only SFU and UVic accepted that as a second language. Really? So UBC was kind of out of the picture.
1: No kidding. It's different now. Um, I
2: think they dropped that, right? From university requirements?
1: I think, or it's just they're more open to what the language might be, I think.
2: Right. Okay, that's probably it. But anyway, that's okay. Uh, I think Victoria was was a good size and a good landing spot going from here to there. I think Vancouver would have been It's a lot bigger. Yeah. Uh, And then, of course, my best buddy going there, too. And another guy, Chris Vesey, he grew up playing soccer with us and so forth, but he was going there too. So, the three of us found a spot in Victoria and, uh, yeah, went to UVic, took business program there.
1: Okay. Yeah. What made you decide to take that?
2: Yeah, that's... I wonder that. I think it was a very pragmatic decision. Like, you know... You gotta I'm not take like,
1: something. <laughs> it was like...
2: It was more like, uh, okay, I'm good at math, and I know a business degree will I'll be employable. So, it wasn't like chasing my dreams. Like, I'm, I didn't... I'm not driven that way, like, oh, I'm obsessed by business and whatever. Right. It was, like I say, pragmatic. Okay, what am I going to have to work? What, you know, what's going to lead to a future where I've got a job? I was more interested in, especially after I took the courses at UVic, I was more interested in social sciences. like I don't know. Really? Yeah. Like anthropology, sociology, um, history. That was the stuff I was most interested in, but... I didn't, I didn't know where I would end up after that. Right. My advice to young people is uh, follow your passion, like whatever you're interested in. There's going to be, just because you have a sociology degree doesn't mean you're, you're not going be employable. Like right. I think it's, education isn't uh, isn't an indication of intelligence really or hard work or even people skills.
1: Yeah. I find you, well, I don't know, I think follow your passion and then you find a way to make that work to make your living, like find that niche or, mm. or what you need to, Yeah yeah interesting
2: yeah and then after Uvic, the business program i, I didn't still didn't know what i wanted to do and i know i didn't quite want to move home yet and just start working for the band at that time or anything like that so i got kind of introduced to into this banking program so i was a, I was a commercial banker for three years actually okay. yeah, and i bounced around a bit like it was a decent career path and then when i decided to leave after three years there was like the people above me were all quite disappointed that I was leaving but but uh and it was good experience and all that. It just wasn't like didn't sing to me at all, right? Right. Sick. Like, yeah. I was lucky enough to meet this guy who was doing some work for SLAM and back in the day around the treaty. This was like well before the treaty was ratified and all that, but mm-hmm. they were still doing the kind of analysis as to how's it work under treaty self government. The guy was um he was doing he was an economist and he was doing some evaluation of, of the treaty deal and like here's The fiscal future of the nation if they go down this path and my sister was like oh you should meet this guy and uh made the introduction and then yeah then he hired me and that's how i I got to be doing what i'm doing today which so i've been doing it for 15 years which is consulting with uh, first nation governments and organizations about well basically supporting decision making i guess and and negotiations so i'm just doing the analysis and so that's i mean i just couldn't be happier with that yeah, 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 so it worked out. It, it totally did, yeah.
1: Is it like a, it, that must have been like a right place, right time kind of thing. Totally. Interesting. I mean, I
2: figure, yeah, I figure paths would have crossed. There's, it's like a small world, right? That area of consulting from okay. the First Nations, right? So at one yeah. point or another, I feel like paths would have crossed, but, um, but the timing was just right anyway. Yeah. Sorry, so I, I missed a big step there. So when I, when I went to commercial banking, I went from to Langley and then to Kelowna, and then I got placed back in North Van. And that's just so happened to be where this fella's office was. Oh, okay. And that's where the that's how it was made really convenient to meet and to jump ship. Right. And then I I was living in Kits though, which was awesome. Actually, Kits is a great place for a young person to be kind of living in the city, but working in, in North Van. And then when I met Chess, we we ended up moving over to North Van, and and then we lived there for quite a while. Had our first daughter there. And uh actually had our second daughter there too, but we dipped our toe back here. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but we wanted to be with the midwife that we had mm-hmm. with Riel, with Remy. And then after Remy was kind of past that like six month age, we thought, okay, well, let's, let's move back to back home. And my wife's not from here, but she's from Kelowna, but uh, she loves it here. So that really? made it really easy. Yeah. yeah that's my path there. That's yeah.
1: interesting because I find often what happens is families end up going back where the woman's yeah. family is for the, for the mm-hmm. support. Often, so right. it's interesting when I hear cases of of going back to where the husband or right. the male spouse is from.
2: Well, the pull from here must be really strong because we managed to wrangle uh, her her parents too, and uh, and her grandparents even. Really? <laughs> yeah. So everybody. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah.
1: That's funny cuz Isabel Southcott and I were talking about that in her podcast, how that happens, how people snowball when mm-hmm. they move to Cothat, right? Yeah. Like they one person comes and loves it and somebody comes and visits and then they're like, "Oh, actually, that's a pretty nice place to be." And then next thing you know, there's a whole family here. So Totally. I love that.
2: Yeah, and I it's kind of like, yeah, if you know, you know, you know if you're if you've been here and you spent some time, you, you know how how great it is, but I don't know what well, your experiences what, were, but mine, like, out in the world through school and working, and if I tell, told people I was from here, they would kind of go, oh, sorry, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, because it had that reputation of, like, small town with a mill and got to catch a ferry to get there, and yeah, you know, they got some hockey team there, I think, but, you know, <laughs> um, you know, but I think that's changing a lot. I think so, yeah, too, yeah people,
1: well, that's why nobody can buy a house anymore. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah I did, you know what? I, I was pretty limited myself on, on my experiences away from here. I was born in the old hospital by T-Squat and mm-hmm. uh, lived in Wildwood and then lived with my grandparents in Stillwater. And then yeah. in grade, the end of grade one, after going to J.C. Hill, we moved to Mission. Oh, really? Following my mom's uh, second husband. Okay. So I lived in Mission for about eight years and then came back in grade nine. But I was here every summer because I would always be at my grandparents' property, right? So, every summer, spring break, Christmas, like, basically long weekend, anytime we could get here, Mm -hmm. we were here. So, I, and that's pretty much the only time I've not lived here was when I lived in Mission. And I was like, that was enough. Yeah. So, but it was nice because when we were graduating and all my friends couldn't wait to get out of here to go somewhere else, I was just content because I'd been out. Right. And I was like, no, this is good. This is good. You so. had that
2: perspective, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And yeah. I'm just not a city. I'm not a city girl. I'm a, I'm a small town girl for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah.
2: It's tough. I mean, yeah. I think about every time I go back to the city now, I'm just like, oh my God, it's cliche, but it's kind of like, I get it. right? Yeah. Like it's,
1: my road rage oof. gets into high gear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. Road rage and anxiety. Yes. Yeah. Big time. So what spurred you guys to decide to come back? Like what, what kind of prompted that decision?
2: I think it was having kids. Okay. Yeah. The kind of appeal, the appeal of a city kind of I think fades really quickly mm-hmm. once you especially once you have that second kid cuz you can't really Go out and enjoy the spoils, right? Too much. Like,
1: there's no backyard to go play in. There's yeah. no, yeah, right. Yeah. And like,
2: you know, you want to go, like, oh, oh, great. There's awesome sushi in the city, that's for sure. Go out to your favorite sushi spot with your two kids. It's mm-hmm. a nightmare. Mm-hmm. You know, when you yeah. are you know young and uh, in space. Like, we were, we were in a two bedroom condo in North Van, and uh, that just wasn't going to cut it. And you know, the prices there, yeah, you know, um, were insane. So that was a big part of it and thankfully we did that about eight months before covid sort of thing and uh it would have been a nightmare to be stuck in that condo for those uh lock lockdown we that would have really sucked so yeah yeah we were really grateful and now we got we got a good space out there in Klahani now and kids can just go down the beach or they can play on their little swing set thing and yeah it's grand with and then like i said all the family nearby we're really grateful to have Made that choice, and you know, like I said, the fact that my wife and her family have been so down with uh, with relocating here too—it's
1: that's it's nice because awesome. now she's got the best of both worlds, right?
2: Totally, yeah. And the thing—I mean, the the one you know reservation about moving was like, what do we do for work? And this this was before again COVID. We're now remote. Work is like so common. Yeah, I figured I'd be able to work, work remotely, and and I, I was able to. My boss, the guys, brought me in. He was cool with it. So, uh, but with Jess, she was it, that was a big question mark. Cause she had a she had a really good job in North Van at the school district there, and then uh, there was a an opening job opening here that she applied for and got it. So that made it real easy. Yeah, she took a leave of absence from North Van. And then took the job here and uh, we kind of, like I said, tested the waters while, you know, she was pregnant with Remy at that time and said, okay, well, let's go back. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, It's been great. We just need a place up Powell Lake now. (laughs) (laughs) Complete the little (laughs) dream life now.
1: What made you decide to run for?
2: Oh, council? Yeah. Back in then. Yeah. So. That was
1: 2010?
2: That was 2010. So I, I was living in Vancouver, working in North Van and I just finished my MBA program. And was just starting to get reconnected with with Miami because there was this um, project that they were looking for some support. It was like a active, an economic development strategy. They put out a request for proposals. Mm. Myself and uh, my boss, like we responded and we got shortlisted. We ended up getting that piece of work. So we are working at the nation, and then the election was coming up, and things weren't going very well from a financial perspective for the nation at that time. Like mm. it was, uh, we were in a, quite a bit of trouble. I remember asking my mom, because there's nothing preventing somebody who, was, who didn't live in the village from running as a counselor. You couldn't as chief, but you could as a counselor. So I asked my mom, okay, well, should I run? Like, what do you think? And she's like, oof, I don't know. Like, that's can be pretty tough. Like, I don't know if you should subject yourself to that, mm. especially now, because things, like I said, weren't great. Yeah. And then she thought about it, I guess, slept on it. And the next day she was like, you should run. And I was like, oh, okay. All right, so I did, and um, I ended up. I, I just like wrote up a little thing about myself because it had been a while since I had been home, but enough people remembered me and thought I might be able to help. And I thought I might be able to help. That was the whole thing. It's like, well, maybe I can. Uh, I mean, they sent me to a school, and this is me trying to give give back. Give a back, bit. yeah. Um, and so we collected, and we we did. You know, there's a lot of bumps in the road, and there's there's some tough times. Uh, but yeah, we managed to kind of turn things around there over. A couple of terms with the team there. So, and so I did one, two, three consecutive terms. Those were two year terms. Those were really hard to work under. Yes. That was pre treaty. Like,
1: yeah. Because it takes you in any role, I don't care what it is, it takes you at least a year just mm -hmm. to get your feet wet to understand the cycle and and just what happens through a year. So, two years would be tough.
2: Yeah. 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 And I think that was the, again, the design of of the Indian Act was to kind of keep that kind of chaos. yeah, Um, And then you could uh, change that um, but through this way that Canada had set up. But it it was really onerous. So Mm. we never were able to change it until we became self-governing. And now it's easier to do it. But anyway with the treaty, four-year terms. Mm. So I did those three terms and then the effective date of the treaty uh, took place. The next term was a four-year term. And I was just starting the family. Mm. I thought, well there's some other stuff i want to do so i ran on for some boards and stuff so i sat out for one of the terms the last term with lawman but then i i rejoined uh this last time so so it'll be i guess it's been about eight years i've been on the council there with two more years to go in this term
1: that's a chunk of time
2: yeah i know right it makes me i turned 40 this year so uh i'm getting used to this feeling old thing but yeah it's <laughs> been yeah eight years on council it's crazy
1: yeah you, have you noticed once you have kids how quickly time goes by yeah like it, it seems to go into overdrive once you have children totally I swear.
2: warp speed hey. yeah 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 i know i can't believe my yeah oldest daughter's five like that's just yeah
1: and you're gonna blink and it'll be grad. and i'm not that's even kidding hear.
2: that makes me ugh, that, oh i don't like yeah. that
1: yeah it's it's crazy it is oh man how Absolutely. old were you
2: when you had uh your daughter then Oh, like, I don't age you, actually. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Cut.
1: It's all good. I earned every one of them. <laughs> I think I was 26.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: 26 or something like that right. when I had her. So, yeah. Yeah. And I just, it seems like, I just remember when I was a kid, every year seemed to take forever, mm-hmm. right? Like, I was like, I'm never going to be an adult. Hate sitting at the kid's table. Right. Never get to make my own decisions. I'm going to eat dessert for dinner every single night. <laughs> right? That was <laughs> yeah. my whole... And then I remember graduating and I'd expected all these years that I'd be so smart when I graduated, right? right? Like I was going to be so smart. And the only thing I felt was different was I could reach stuff in the higher cupboard now. (laughs) That's all I felt. I felt like my brain was working the same way. I was just as dumb as I was back then. Maybe dumber, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, but time just, yeah, once I had kids, wow.
2: How do we slow it down, you know? Uh, what do we do? Keep a journal or something? Like, what's the? <laughs> I don't
1: know. I don't know. I think that the trick is we got to spend more time actually enjoying right. the little time we have, which we all. Uh, I mean, I'm certainly guilty of kind of wishing away years or or blasting through them because we've been so busy. Yeah. So I, I think the one blessing people had during during the pandemic lockdowns was. Slowing down a little bit mm-hmm. for some. Yeah, I, f- I feel like for some of us it was
2: worse. It seemed like the yeah. Speaking of the pandemic, it was like uh, like it felt like it took forever, but also like you lost track of time. As far as like oh that was in twenty twenty, like you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, it felt
1: it felt like that year forever, didn't happen,
2: but it felt like a snap of a finger. Oh so. yeah, but yeah, I think you're right. I think it's like being present in the moment and stuff. Like that's why I, I've got a bad. I've got to do better at that too. Like I'm gonna find myself, you know, working hard all week, Friday comes, I can unplug and hang out with the kids and have a fun time. But I find myself being like drawn towards checking my emails and stuff like that. Right. Which is yeah. so just like, why am I doing that? And, and I don't intend to like, it's a like a, subconscious thing
1: yeah it's terrible we've trained ourselves into it yeah and social media too yeah you know like i i find them I, I get yes. panicky if i can't find my phone yeah you know i panic part of it's because they're so stupidly expensive but <laughs> <laughs> but the other part is just oh where's my you know i I think back to those days when we were on the dirt roads playing right. yes. you didn't have this tether yeah to communicate you just go to your friend's house and be like hey you want to come play
2: totally right
1: like i don't know yeah
2: i remember being like playing out in the ditches like you know scooping tadpoles or whatever out and slamming and being out there all day um maybe come back for a snack whatever you know drink out the water hose yeah and then come dinner time it's just my mom would basically just yell off the porch like she would know where i was just somewhere within the radius of a kilometer or something
1: Della, yeah. Della. yeah
2: oh my mom's calling, shh, running home and that was it you know like yeah, yeah.
1: Can you imagine doing that now? No. Like, how much trouble you get in if you don't know where your kids are.
2: <laughs> I know. Yeah. I don't know what do... Yeah, do parents have... Like, I mean, my kids are so small, we don't really let them out of our sight yet. But, yeah. like, eventually, they're going to be wearing some kind of watch or something there. It's like, we've got a little pin on them the whole time, right? It's like...
1: Apple tracker. Implant
2: or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. But,
2: I mean, I, I don't know why it's gotten so bad. It's like, we're so, like, helicopter, yeah. you know... Um, have to know where where they are at all times. So it's just I don't know. Maybe it's the fear fear based media and all that stuff. I don't know.
1: I struggle with that because I was I was watching um, an episode of Doctor Phil about that mm. not too long yeah. ago, and he was he was talking about that just how uh, how things have changed mm-hmm. and it's like a society pressure and and how much of that's going on to our kids. How much anxiety they're growing up with because of all these pressures that yeah. we're putting on and it's it's definitely based on societal right push right
2: yeah
1: i'm thinking i remember articles about somebody calling the cops because somebody's kid was playing naked in the front yard it's like a two-year-old right what? it's like yeah like so right like it's yeah. i don't know well, that's inappropriate they should have clothes on and social oh services God. is coming and oh i God. mean there was the guy down in vancouver that that taught his young children to ride the public bus to school oh yeah and he rode it with them mm-hmm I think for like two years or something and then sent them with older children to go to school while well, somebody called social services and he ended up in court for, I don't know, it was a year or oh, two years gosh. and wasn't allowed to do that because they were a certain age. So I feel like there's too much interference. Indeed. I think that's yeah part of it.
2: Yeah. I've been trying to like be more aware of stuff or just what can I do to get away from that helicopter and parent or even just, just being a better parent is like, I don't know, find myself just reverting back to just dumb stuff. Like, if something's got me, you know, if the kids are being annoying, I'd be like, instead of raising my voice, I can actually, like, ask them in a... Like, I would be speaking to a friend's kid or something. Like, I wouldn't just yell at one of my friend's kids. I'd kind of ask them in a good way. Right. So, anyway, audiobooks, that's what I'm on lately. Mm. Um, Yeah. And the library here has a great app where you can basically get audiobooks for for free. Really? Yeah, if you got your library card. Mm. It's called libby yeah you just like sign in with your library card and you have access to all these audiobooks and you can't get them right away because it's like a library people all have them and then they return them and then you can get them through this app just a recent addition to my life which i'm digging
1: that's a cool idea Mm
2: -hmm. yeah i'd recommend it
1: i know i always say kids
2: don't come with a guide instruction manual yeah kind of just kind of know what how you were brought up and a lot of that to you you want to
1: do better in in lots of areas in some ways you want to embrace it and yeah Mm -hmm. yeah
2: yeah that's what kind of I don't know if you know Bill Burr the comedian but he's got a, a bit about like that's basically what you can do as a parent is just be a little better than your parents were right and it's yeah. like you know my parents were better than a little better than their parents and so forth and like all the way back so Yeah. Yeah, what I'm trying to do. But I was good. I was lucky like my parents were. I think they did a good job.
1: Yeah. You
2: know. Yeah. With my sisters, not me. <laughs>
1: Not going to take claim for that. <laughs> <hey>. <laughs> no. So is this going to be something you might be thinking about doing again, running for, I mean, you're only halfway through, yeah. so it might be too early to ask the question, but is there like specific goals or something you have in governance?
2: It's a really good question. I, I don't think I've figured that one out yet. Like I, like, I really get a lot out of the local leadership. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt bad after I took that term off. I heard it from enough people that were like, "Ah, oh, why did you not run? They kind of were disappointed. And then, you know, taking that time off was probably good because then I realized, okay, yeah, like I actually like this. I feel a lot of gratitude about it, but I haven't quite figured out where I want to go. Like I'm on this board of directors it has got a national mandate. And so services or supports First Nation communities across the country and they get, they advocate on a, Federal level okay. for change, reform, and all that, and that's important. So I'm, I'm I'm grateful to be part of that too. But I find I get more from at the like I said in the community as opposed to getting kind of having to navigate the federal politics, right? Yeah. If you've ever been in to Ottawa or anyway had to deal with that before, it's just kind of like makes you wanna hit your head against the wall. Yeah. I was like, these are the people that are running the country. These are the people that are making decisions for First Nation communities across here. And you have to appease them anyway. I feel like it's uh it is worthwhile, but I just get more out of the local stuff. So and yeah. I've been asked, you know, would you be interested in becoming an M P or, or an M L A or that sort of thing or I mean, nobody's asked me to run for the city council or anything like that. <laughs> but uh, on the kind of provincial, federal scale, and I, I don't think that's for me. I, yeah. mean, I do. I just, you know. So I think I'll continue to put my name in, in Plowman as long as people want me there. I think I'll keep going, barring something unforeseen.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I agree with you on that, too, because I'd thought about that before. About, I think once you step a foot into any type of, political arena you start to think about the other tiers so to speak that are there Mm. for me that wasn't there either but i really enjoyed being active in the community at the community level where you're interacting and and you feel like you're making a, a like a good difference within your community as opposed to all that bureaucracy
2: yeah it also feels like there's more you have more control i guess like as a group not just you know, i've got more control i mean like, yeah. you can affect more change yeah yeah as Absolutely. opposed to you know yeah federally provincially it's like
1: there's a huge oh. disconnect like there's such a huge mm-hmm. disconnect between that and i mean you see it in every election right yeah stuff that's getting talked about and you're going mm. totally no.
2: <laughs> yeah i don't and i you know i don't i just can't imagine that lifestyle like they go from here to the prime minister the premier you know they're here they're there they're and they're talking to some group and that um yeah. they have to pretend like this group is like the most important thing to them for that tw- 20 minute period and then they're off to the next one where they got to talk to the dock workers okay you guys are the backbone of the province then they talk to the truck driver you guys are the backbone of the problem you know what i mean like it's yeah. just so much i don't know baloney. pandering yeah, yeah. Well, pandering that's the word yeah
1: yeah yeah i agree
2: that just doesn't interest me.
1: It's too uh, fake. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I feel like if you do local politics, that's more real.
2: Yeah. It's more I real. Think so. People know you, right? They know. Yeah. At least here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they know everything about you.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Things you don't even know, they know.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs> Sometimes oh. I wondered. I was like, huh, I wonder what it's like to be a school trustee in Vancouver where... Mm. You might go to the grocery store and people don't know you, and you could actually shop without somebody right. <laughs> asking you about politics. Right? <laughs> there was times I missed that, but yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, there's some of that uh, here uh, of kind of a fishbowl. Yeah, and it can, that can be a bit uh, overwhelming, but it, on balance, it's uh, it's not it's not bad. Yeah. So
1: you know, if the name change does go through, yes, it's going to screw up my whole pal rumor thing
2: pal rumor oh yeah pr <laughs>
1: what am i going to come up with then
2: <laughs> well hmm, let me think about that we'll, we'll come up with something
1: you did, that's gonna have to be part of the bargain see it's it, there's got to be something new to come up with my pal rumor
2: well did you you know that t-squat uh can translate to well big river yeah so big rumor
1: big rumor oh, there we go right? <laughs> that's fitting too <laughs> oh it's yeah. crazy i'm gonna say it wrong mm. watch chicha Chicha, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, Gummy, I love her.
2: Oh, she's the best. I love her. She's a treasure. She's isn't she? Yeah, she is. Yeah, she's a remarkable woman, and yeah, we're just so blessed to have her. You know, our matriarch, and for the whole community. I know there's a lot of people around this, the whole region, that just adore her. And yeah. She's just a honest, good, yeah, person, and she's a obviously she's our our eldest elder as well.
1: Is she now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. She's still going strong. The other night. My cousin uh, texted me and said, "Oh, can you help splitting up the rest of the wood at Chicha's house?" Chicha bought like a splitter. Yeah. I was like, "Okay, I'll, I'll be over." So I went over and I go, pull up there and I see Chicha is out there running the splitter. Oh. Like, <laughs> she's got a little cl- like wood gloves on and she's like pushing the little lever and we're we're obviously picking the wood up and doing that. But she was she oh, seemed like man. she was getting a lot of enjoyment out of uh, splitting the wood, doing right? The work. She's still yeah, yeah and that's oh. that's so her, right? Yeah.
1: Oh, she's awesome. Totally. Yeah. I'll tell you, the biggest moment of fear I had <laughs> was when I got asked to speak at May Day.
2: Oh. At one time. James Thompson? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Of course, I knew she would probably be there. Mm-hmm. And I had this brilliant idea, because Thompson is such a multicultural school mm-hmm. compared to any others in the district, that I wanted to greet in English, French, and Kalhaman. Nice. Yeah. But I really struggle with the pronunciation mm-hmm. and so for three days each evening i used the first voices app oh cool and then i would listen to your Chicha
2: mm-hmm.
1: say right right and i'd walk around the house over and over and over i drove my kids crazy because they were in bed and all they could hear me was going chechevich
2: chechevich oh see yeah
1: see i screwed it up that's but
2: okay Chacha
1: chechevich Chacha yeah Okay, Sorry. I tried. And right. I think I did French even worse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> Who screws up? Bonjour. But yeah, right. I did. But yeah, I just, I really badly wanted to do it and I had so much anxiety about doing right. it because I, and she was there and she was just so nice about it. Right. And clearly I screwed it up. But uh, yeah,
2: it was. She's got, uh, yeah, she's got a lot of patience and um, she's done, worked a lot with the language. And yeah. It's, it's, that's hard. It's uh, not a, it's not an easy language to go from English to I think, Like Yeah, yeah. it's.
1: Well, like, I wonder, like, how many hours did she spend? Because there's her and a, f- a few other elders mm-hmm. that say the words. Yeah. But there's a lot of words. She's been
2: doing it for like thirty years or so. Hey, wow. just like with how I don't know how many linguists like trying to document the language. Right. And then the that um, the work on that app. My sister did some work with her back in the day too, recording. The language too and stories yeah so and then like classes too so yeah she's she's, she's, so, busy. She
1: like, she's she so busy she is she keeps busy yeah yeah
2: it's good though it keeps her active and yeah she knows that too she knows like nope gotta stay busy that keeps her going
1: yeah so yeah oh yeah she's a blessing to the community i just For sure. i think she's awesome
2: yeah i know i don't need to spend more time and that was tough during covid right like because it was like that was a good big reason why we moved up here actually it was for my kids to kind of be raised in around the culture like i was right right and, and uh, we couldn't see her for long stretches because we were not supposed to right yeah 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 and we don't want to put her at risk right? no so yeah but
1: and that must have been tough for her mm-hmm. yes because... she
2: loves having kids and her family around for sure
1: yeah yeah
2: oh. the other thing about the tough couple of years is we've lost a lot of elders just it's even just crazy.
1: recently right
2: yeah yeah yep we just laid one to rest on friday Heard today we just lost another one in oh, vancouver oh and not i'm sorry from to here, hear that yeah yeah, uh, yeah heart goes out to the family for sure yeah.
1: yeah
2: but you know i've i think the future is bright right with the team we're building out in the nation and especially around we we're talking about like language and culture realization mm-hmm. and there's some reasons to be optimistic that our young ones are probably going to learn more than even my generation and my mom's generation and so forth, just with the, the work that's happening. And the, and of course, the school district and others are like, there's just more support for that inclusion.
1: Yeah, you know? there's more understanding now. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when I was first elected in 2008, I went to my first trustee academy in Vancouver, and that was the first time I knew about residential schools. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I sat in the room and I bawled. Yeah. I had no idea, right? And I was looking at, of course, Mary James and Jeanette Scott were on the board with me at the time. And oh, yeah. I remember them both looking at me clearly with pity because mm. they obviously both were well aware, but I wasn't. And I remember just looking around the room like, did all you people know about this? And of course, there's lots of new trustees, so people didn't know. But for me, that was my first understanding right. of that history. Yeah, And so, I think for very many people, it's still very new. Right. It's very old, but it's very new. And so I think lots of them are still having trouble. That's a hard thing to wrap your head mm-hmm. around, you know?
2: I didn't learn about it in school, but I learned about it from growing up. up right. There, right. And so I always take it for granted that, that, uh, that, or I just figured it was kind of common knowledge, but it's clearly
1: not. It, it yeah. absolutely wasn't. And, I, you know, it's one of those, It's I think it's one of those, sh- it's a shameful thing. Right. And so people don't want to talk about it. They don't want to remember it. And uh and I even think, you know, the discovery in Kamloops, mm-hmm. for a whole lot of people, that was the first time they knew. Wow. Yeah. And so I think that's I think that's a challenge where we're at with reconciliation is that for lots of people it's been knowledge for a long time. Right. And for even more people, it's new. Right. And it's just like
2: And they're going through the various stages of dealing with it, right? Yeah. Now. Like you see all yeah. sorts of different uh manifestation or like how it comes out yeah like people's reaction to it some blood people want to help some people want to deny diminish some people want yeah really upset and yeah. they don't know the best way to go about helping or you know what i mean like yeah, yeah it's, really it's really hard yeah it. yeah like i said i mean we it was a confirmation of stuff that in the indigenous community we all knew and right. it was just like okay but um to, i mean it's i feel bad for folks who who, you know had no idea this is a shock and it It kind of i
1: I feel Uh, like it shakes you it shakes you about who you are and where you came from because when you grow up at least my experience growing up as a kid in canada we would sing oh canada mm or in my younger years we'd sing god save the queen
2: oh yeah at,
1: at um, like <laughs> right right you
2: assemblies know are at right. assemblies
1: yeah, yeah. yeah or I remember in one class we'd sing to start the day we would sing stuff like that right and you have this vision of this multicultural country where we've got all these different races and religions and colors and and so many cool rich things here mm-hmm. and you grow up with that and then like seriously I'm an adult and find out that it's based on starting right. that way right that's really tough right to to reconcile yourself with right what yeah <laughs> what so but um, i really
2: think you know it's um i, I really appreciate folks who are who like th- okay they just heard about it and they want to know more yeah you're right and that's like yeah. like okay like what actually happened here like you start with truth and then instead of hiding from it or or like i say denying it like I I've, anyway, I've been seeing some terrible stuff out there about questioning the how bad it really was like presidential school like that's just like yeah. the most devastating yeah. policy it's genocide it's what it is yeah um so yeah but i think most most people are um aren't denying and and um Trying to play it, downplay it, and so forth. It's, you know, but it's just, it's heartbreaking to see that stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I think you're right. Like, when you look at at the younger generations, like, there's us and then our kids coming up. Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit older than you. But, uh, you know, those kids coming up, they know that's the truth. They know the history and hope to see more of them coming together and walking side by side and, and finding a way. That's where I'm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot to be optimistic about or yeah. hopeful about. That's like what I gave a in one of those open mics for the name change. That was like one of my messages was that like young people have had the opportunity to to know the truth, mm-hmm. and then with that knowledge, they want to do they want to do better. They're not afraid of what reconciliation means and all that. And it doesn't mean taking everything away from non indigenous people.
1: Yeah, it's finding yeah. a way forward together. Absolutely, yeah.
2: So it's uh, yeah. Anyway, I think. I'm and then, like I see it with the young folks are are really curious really eager to learn and uh yeah it's great
1: it's it, easier too when you're younger when you've understood something to be a certain way for so many years and then you hear it's all bass backwards. right it's uh whereas when you just grow up and you know that's that's the way it is right. that's the way it is so
2: yeah yeah and there's like a feel I feel like there's a resentment too like I, I don't know this is maybe my Dr. Phil moment here but there's like as people get on into their life and their life maybe isn't as great as they hoped it to be or they didn't achieve all the things they thought they would or whatever, then there's like a resentment. Yeah. They've got it better than I do or whatever. Which yeah. is, you know, there's all sorts of myths about that. So, whereas young people still have a lot to look forward to. They're not so bitter about yeah. things. So, What was or wasn't yes. or is or isn't.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. So, what, what do you have for hobbies and passions?
2: oh um not much (laughs) 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 no i um well i there's a lot that i want to be doing more of which i would uh, just i with work board stuff family council like i just don't and yard work and all that stuff right like the pandemic was good for this one reason which was like i got really kind of into cooking Right. okay yeah so yeah. i really like to plan ahead and think about i want to make this on saturday night i'm gonna go and um get the ingredients and time it you know like i get a lot of satisfaction out of yeah. all of that whole process but then when my kids don't eat it that really irritates me <laughs> <laughs> um but i want to, i really like music like i'm got this area in my garage that i plan to build into a drum room. My dad's a drummer.
1: Like, oh.
2: And it's always been a part of our life and upbringing was like my dad's connection to music. He was played in a band and had a drum set. And I'm not very good. I just kind of uh, fart around or whatever, but I'd like to get better. And uh, who knows where that'll lead. But that's a a uh, part of the plan. That's awesome. Yeah. And then I was, I was getting into mountain biking when I was in North Van. And I know there's great mountain biking around here, but I haven't... I've still got my mountain bike kind of all dusty in the garage. And I just... <laughs> again i i just always there's priorities yeah but when the kids are are uh in school and, and all that their friends houses or whatever i think i think i'll be able to pick some of that stuff up and and then I, like in my spare time when i'm doing i'm a big multitasker like my wife always bugs me it's like why don't <laughs> you just do one thing but i'll be if i'm out uh lawn mowing whatever weed whacking whatever i'm listening to audiobooks or podcasts and i get i get a lot out of that like entertainment out of yeah out of those uh mediums yeah that's that's kind of me right now i used to love to go to like music festivals and that but concerts and there's not a lot that go through this area
1: and it's tough with kids exactly yeah it's tough with kids Mm -hmm. yeah
2: but i want to like i I guess i look forward to seeing what my kids are into and then supporting that like i have a dream that i want to take uh and it's more of a dream for me and we'll see if they (laughs) end up going this way but i want to take my kids to like uh Liverpool game in like a soccer game and in oh, cool. they're into soccer and that would be like a cool bucket list thing and I want to get actually and the other part that I want to spend more time is exploring the territory here mm. yeah because like when growing up here I didn't get out in the back 40 very much I didn't get out on the boat very much but there's so much to see and do yeah you know I want to I wanna do that. We have a boat now that we can overnight on and that sort of thing. So I really plan to get up like Desolation Sound and uh, explore the territory. That's a big thing.
0: That would be and nice. spend some
2: time in Tokwanan, which is my namesake. And, and uh, I've not spent, I've only been up there a few times, but that place needs some attention and uh, I'd like to get to know it better. That sounds yeah. nice. Mm.
1: Yeah. I'd like to do that more too. I, um, I like being outside in the trees and, and all of that. I just get lost oh
2: yeah (laughs) like I always
1: joke if if I'm in a bathroom and there's two doors I'll get lost (laughs) (laughs) so the trails freak me out a little bit but I just love yeah
2: are are you afraid of bears
1: I'm not no I'm I'm not scared of the animal I'm just scared of getting lost
2: okay (laughs) yeah I mean surely there's an app for that isn't there there is okay
1: yeah actually Russell was giving me a hard time about that because I said you know people that aren't savvy to the trails even some of the signage and stuff can be confusing and he's like well you know there's a good app for that and i was like but i'm smart enough to know i don't want to rely on my phone in the bush right so that's my yeah
2: that's good um, yeah if you need to kind of have a backup to the phone yeah because they only last so long right
1: because that would be my luck
2: <laughs> do you watch um that show alone
1: i've alone? seen it a few times okay. yeah
2: There's a new season now. It's pretty cool. I just, uh, you know, I'm definitely not. uh, That's not what I want to do. But (laughs) I'm sure get like appreciation for what uh, those those folks how they adapt and.
1: Well, they're definitely not glamping.
2: They are not glamping. (laughs) Not glamping. No, they wish they were.
1: (laughs) Oh man, I watched the one guy eating bugs and, uh, yeah, no thanks. I'm
2: good. Yeah. I'm
1: good. Yeah.
2: But yeah, that's hardcore. I'm not. I don't got that in me. But yeah, I want to. I do want (laughs) to get out there like the huts and and all that like yeah yeah just kids got to be a bit older
1: yeah and they'll love that Mm -hmm. they'll love that if they grow up with it for sure
2: yeah yeah i found this really fun so i appreciate
1: this was the invitation thank you for coming
2: i've always uh you know because i listen to a lot of podcasts i was like i wonder what's that that's like here we are
1: i really appreciate you taking the time to come do this because i know you're busy with with work with governance with children with a wife it's Mm -hmm. all busy stuff so I appreciate it. Thank oh, you no. for coming.
2: I mean, I really do appreciate the thinking of me and happy to, uh, to join the podcast. I listen as well. So yeah, it's very <laughs> cool.
1: Thank you. And that concludes part one of this episode of Coastal Currents with Aaron Reed, Dylan and I agreed that we have some more interesting conversation to be had, and we'll be following up with a part two to this episode in the future. I'd also like to give a shout out to Clahoman elder Elsie Paul, as she is Dylan's chicha, also known as grandma in English. We spoke of her in this episode, and while she is very well-known and respected here in Cathette, I realize some listeners may not know she is also Dylan's chicha. Thank you for listening. Until next time, this is Erin Reed.
0: Thanks for listening to Coastal Currents with Aaron Reed. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information about the podcast, visit www.coastalcurrents.ca or follow us on Facebook at Coastal Currents with Aaron Reed. If you'd like to submit a topic or join the conversation as a guest, email Aaron at Aaron at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening.